What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Mac Kaczynski. Gentlemen, we have reached the eighth and final week of our Division Dive series. We will be wrapping up with the NFC East. So this is the, uh, the pinnacle, I guess, of our Division Dive series that we go through each off season and uh we're wrapping it up once again with the nfc east so if you're a fan of the giants cowboys eagles or washington football team this is your division dive episode and it will certainly be an intriguing one typically typically is i mean especially when it's uh it's always a division that has spotlight on it there's all it's always a division that has some kind of controversy or just something going on so um it always makes for interesting conversation when two of the people who do the show have different opinions about their own team they like that is also very true so to get into the show and get into the opinions we'll start it off like we always do with our drink of the night sponsored by our buddies at string sports brewery uh i've got myself um some brothers bourbon and a natty light beer to chase it with going natty light all right you uh all right we, we had similar thought process tonight not quite the same but close yeah i'll uh, i'll jump in quick i know we usually do a different order but i figured i'd keep it really classy tonight and i'm uh, i'm doing some bush heavy there you go you know, bush heavy. The heavy bush. The you hell's know. wrong with you, man? <laughs> well, it's a serious night, so I could only be very serious about what I was drinking. And I poured out close to half a bottle of some Patron. Yeah, you did. So Mixed it up with a uh, with a Mountain Dew energy drink. I don't know what the hell it is. It's really good, though. Is it like so a kickstart? Apparently, in about 40 minutes, people remember what, why, what he poured. <laughs> I promise. I promise I'll keep it under control. Actually, I hope you don't. I'm going to drink all 40 ounces of this shit, okay? Because it's NFC East tonight, baby. Nothing wrong with that. All 40 ounces in less than half an hour. It's going down. Oh, God, <laughs> That'll make oh, for that'll make for some interesting uh, commentary. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, real quick, real quick, and give a shout out to my boy Wyatt. Just had his first son Woo! the other day. Congratulations, bro. There you go. Welcome to fatherhood. Well done. Uh, welcome yes, to the suck. Welcome to the suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Well, we've got our liquid ammo. Let's get into our, our division dive and, and uh, go through the, the wraparound here with the division. We'll start with the division champs from a year ago, that being the Washington football team led by Ron Rivera. Um, this team, if you're a fan of theirs, uh, the expectations, you know, you come off a playoff year where you had um, just a revolving door at quarterback. And so now 
you're looking at the team and you're thinking to yourself, well, we've got a defense that is top-notch in the league and we brought in Fitzmagic to maybe lead the charge on offense, you got to be feeling pretty good about uh, your chances this year, no? I mean, I'm not going to jump ahead, but this is one of the teams that's going to be fighting, I think, the two-headed beast of what the NFC East will be this year. And I think one of the teams will be Washington, mostly because they did wisely, like you already said. They brought in the beard, the bearded wonder. Yeah. Um, you know, this magic is only good for a couple games. Yes, <laughs> you got to remember, dude, I hate to say this because I don't want to give them that much freaking credit, dude. It's Washington, so, you know, like, I hate them, but... I think it's a hell of a I think it's a hell of a smart move because you bring in a veteran that's been I, I mean, dude, if, if there's not a quarterback that knows more just in general about being at the position, it's probably Fitzpatrick. Granted, his best isn't amazing, but you know, if there's somebody that can take maybe the raw talent that Taylor Heineke was that we saw last year, I, I mean, why not pick Fitzmagic's brain? He's gonna have him in the quarterback room. He's gonna be able to learn. Once you skid out with the Fitzmagic, you know, quota of games that he can hit every year, which is never a full season, uh, I think it sets up well for them, unfortunately. Like, I hate saying that because it's Washington, but I got to give them some credit. I mean, you got a stud defense and now an offense that could probably produce. Uh, watch out, NFC East. I hate this. I hate to be so positive on a team I don't like, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, we, we saw we saw what they were capable of last year. Obviously, the entire division was just absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, uh, there's, bad. No, there's no cutting around. I'm sorry. You you oh. could be a diehard football fan, but um, if if you're a if you're a if you're just a team fan, please just That's... do us all a favor and shut the hell up because everybody sucked last year. I mean, you got to think between the two between all the teams. You only had what twenty three wins between all four teams. Exactly. So if you're a football fan, you know where I'm coming from. But if you're a team fan, please stop talking. Yeah. Um, it was rough. I, I will say the the bright point for this team right now. Obviously, they, they can't figure out what the hell is going on at quarterback. Um, you know, the good chance that they make a trade mid season for somebody if if uh, Fitz Magic is worn out. I don't think, dude. I think um, with Fitzpatrick, put Heineke in, and I think they'll probably. Yeah. A draft guy. I'm just not sold on Heineke. Uh, but I mean, dude, the situation itself plays well. Like, I mean, yeah, I know. I, I mean, he, they've got they've he got has talent. Like, they're serviceable. I'll yeah, that. that's probably the best, the best, um, most accurate description. Yeah, I mean, they're they're serviceable at that position. Um, but they've got talent. They've got talent everywhere else, and their defense. I'm sorry, I, I said it last year. I not. I don't know. I no. I don't want to play against them. I'm sorry. No. Like it is what it is. They've got one of the best defenses and most underrated defenses in the NFL right now. And I know the record doesn't show for it, but dear God, well, Montez Sweat, Ruben Friggin Foster, Chase yeah. Young, who was a year one captain as a rookie, Landon Collins. I mean, dude, and, come on. They no, they sniped David Mayo actually, away from us. They got Jonathan Allen, De'Ron Payne. One of the weak points on that defense, actually, to be completely honest. I'm just it's saying, really, though, if, he, if, if that is a weak point for you, that is that is a great weak point to have. Uh, fair. Okay. I'll agree to disagree on that one. Cause, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that you can but, go through their defensive lineup. It, it, you know, running against this team is going to be a bitch. They're going to hit you in the mouth on the edge, you know. Um even, you know, downfield on the edge because they got some corners that are, you know, 
pr- pretty decent. I mean, I'm not going to say I think they've got like an all-star cast, but they're definitely not bad and are definitely good enough to be able to have a really tight back end of that defense that's only going to help, you know, give the front four and front seven that many more sacks probably, to be honest, because they're going to be coming with pressure. And that's what I'm saying, though. Like, at, at the end of the day, we all know that quarterback is – incredibly important position in the NFL. But the one thing we do know is the most important. It, it is, but at the end of the day, defense is winning the championship. So if you can somehow fumble together good enough quarterback at the end of the day, running the game, I think you can still win the championship that way. And that's why I think that this panic for elite quarterbacks, you know, got to get got to have, 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 have such a panic in the NFL right I think it's a little overblown. I think Washington, as weird as this is going to sound, I think Washington can be the team to prove that. Um, I don't think they're going to be championship bound by any means, so I'm not saying that. But I think they're going to be a damn good football team, and it's not going to be them being bad because of quarterback necessarily. It's just going to be coin doesn't go their way. And and, and it could at the end of the day. Like, it's, it's a, It pains me to say it because I just don't like Washington, but – I think they're going to be good, and it's a kryptonite team for the Giants, so that's going to make it even harder season. Yeah, make, yeah. Well, division be... down much tighter because Washington has always been a thorn in this division, in my opinion. Like they've always been that team that's like a thorn in everybody's side. You just can't quite shake them all the time, and that defense is just nasty. Like I, I mean, Alex has said it. We talked about it all last year too. Like it's the one thing that we agreed on with this team, and it's the, that the defense is just stacked. I mean, they, that's going to be the difference. Um, for this team. And I mean, they don't have an awful receiving core either. Like don't be, don't sleep on them. I mean, they, they've, they've got certainly respectable, respectable skill position, but I, at the end of the day, how much, how, um, how competitive and ha- uh, how consistent can Fitzpatrick be at the quarterback position? The defense is going to keep them in every game um, pretty much. So, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of this team, you know what are what are the expectations, and then what are kind of what's what's the ceiling and what's the floor look like? I mean, as a fan, I would say you've got to be pulling. You, you've got to think that you're going to win a division, seeing as you did last year. You didn't. You didn't get worse, and you know um, we'll get to it as the night goes on. But there's a couple teams that I think have gotten worse or are not getting any better. And yep. it's all separate the gap in this division that's always tight anyway. So I would say that they've got to be playoff. You got to think division winner and, you know, some kind of playoff run. I mean, they had the gift of being able to make the playoffs without really deserving to make the playoffs, get a taste of what it is. And, you know, that kind of plays to their advantage. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if the wheels fall off, though, how bad could this team be? I mean, the wheels could fall off real early. Yeah, they could. Uh, Oh, don't get me wrong. Like this schedule, like they got it's it's back to back, home and away the whole front half of their schedule. Like it's home, home, away, away, home, home, away, away, and they're not easy games either. Some of these, so I mean, yeah. they'll be battle tested. Um, you know, week one, week two, they could be looking at zero and two very, very easily. Um, they could actually, be looking at they could be looking at zero and three going into week four. They could be going into week four winless. Um, yeah. And just being real, like, I'm not trying to, like, hype up the Giants about this, but, I mean, they're playing no. the Chargers, they're playing the Giants, they're playing the Bills, and then they got to they reprieve with the Falcons, and we know the Saints are going to suck this year. Well, so, 
Um, weird. They get a little bit of a cupcake kind of middle there, in my opinion. I know everybody's going to – I mean, I know that'll be a highly contested, you know, probably point of view for the season that the New Orleans sucks. But, you know, um, yeah, I it's going to be tough. But I, I, even if the wheels fall off, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if this team somehow strings together like six wins. Look at look at their last their last five games is all division. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, it's it's a tough one for them. I mean that is you know about as brutal and as I mean as about as brutal and as important as it can get. I mean, my God, I I, I still think what that, what did the NFL do there, dude? I actually I, I mean I've already looked at it. What did they What did they do? I've never I've never seen a stretch where you get. Five straight games, and it's all within the division. They well, wouldn't that, pick a friggin' team name. That's what they did. It's the way, <laughs> dude. Dude, it's like home Dallas and at Philly to then go at Dallas to come home against Philly to then go to New York. Like that sucks. They don't have an easy schedule at all. Yeah, actually, you know, the more I'm digesting the schedule as we're kind of just like talking on it, I think if the wheels fall off, you could be looking at a four to five win team. I mean, you got no. You understand? They got five division games the last five weeks of the season, which means they have to go damn near perfect in this stretch in order to make the playoffs because they can lose their division spot real quick on that stretch. Oh, let me also point out that they also have a Sunday night game in there too. Yep, they're gonna have to go. They're gonna have to go a minimum of three and two on that last five for the division. Oh, and that's the that's their uh, Christmas weekend game, so that makes yep. more pressure. You know. Yep. Those are always the tough weeks. Yeah, uh, that part, I mean, I just – I look at that and it's just unbelievable that five five straight division games handed out. I mean, that you talk about make or break. I mean, that that's the season right there because every game is going to shift, you know, their standing within the division, all that kind of stuff. So, we'll see. I mean, if they're, if they're um, you know, below 500 going into – you know that stretch in week fourteen. I, I don't see them. I don't see them being a playoff team and repeating as a division champ. So we'll see. That a lot of it, like we said, will ride on. You know how how consistent. What kind of play do they get from Fitzpatrick? Does the defense uh, live up to its expectations of being an elite type of defense? And you know, are there? Do they get consistent? You know. Uh, big plays from some of their skill position guys like you mentioned Terry McLaurin Antonio Gibson so we'll we'll see I, I'm, I mean, I'm for, thinking well, that tight end isn't awful I mean that's somebody in the dark that's a, it could be a dark yeah. horse in tight end I mean Antonio Gibson we know isn't bad yeah he was good he was a good rookie double digit touchdowns I mean they've got they've got it's some guys there it, I mean McKissick isn't you know to write home and neither is Peyton Barber but it's also not the worst running back core we've seen, and they've got a pretty good line ahead of them. So it's not, you know, to me, the make or break, I know that it kind of goes against the grain here or normal, but I do actually think that the running game is going to make or break this team. Well, they're going to need to have it because, I mean, Fitzpatrick is, you know, 39 years old. He can't throw the ball 500 times in a season. So, Well, the reason why I say that is, like, you look at the way, like, the way we beat the schedule to death is, like, you know, there's going to be some stretches where if they can't control the time of possession by running the ball consistently, it's going to kill them because they've just got to give, you know, their defense a break. They're going to lean on them. And there's some tough there, – there's some tough games in here. I mean – No doubt. 
No doubt about it. I mean, like I said, I think if, if the wheels fall off, they this team could really, could really struggle and, and be – fall off, they'll be four or five. Yeah, right. four or five. I think if it goes as well as it possibly can, you know, maybe maybe in the 11 range. I'd say but, 10. But, I'd be but I mean, that's that's about as best-case scenario as you can get. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. 10 and 7 isn't, like, completely unrealistic. Um, but I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to earn that. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Rivera is a good coach. So I'll be, I I would be shocked if they're not ready to play. Um, yeah, they got to prove as a team with, you know, not having a name and everything. And, you know, they're kind of like the butt of a lot of jokes. They got a lot of proof. So I I expect this team to come out pretty hungry against, you know, y'all, but. Hey, if they get Aaron Rodgers, you can just throw the whole division away. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah well that's a whole that's a whole nother saga Ugh. so speaking of saga there's always a saga in the city of brotherly love that is philadelphia yeah trash the, bags the saga that is beginning is that trash is that of the jalen hurts story you know <laughs> with him being the now new uh man under center and if you're an eagles fan um, you know, I can't imagine, I, I would imagine that there's a lot of mixed emotions about where this team is heading into the season. You know, they obviously, they got the slim reaper Devonta Smith in the first round as their draft pick. Lord knows that they haven't, uh, developed or hit on any of their wide receiver draft picks, uh, recently. If you look at the way that this team is built, I mean, they've got, certainly stand out players more so on defense, but I mean, at the end of the day is Jalen Hurts an NFL quarterback? That's the question. Not yet. I don't think so. I mean, he's got, I mean, he's got a guy that's been at least around the block, so he's got somebody's brain to pick in Joe Flacco, but I think Joe Flacco's fallen so far, so far off the hill that it's like, would you even really want to pick his brain? Like, what happened? Like, the dude literally just fell off a cliff. I mean, there's been few instances of a guy that's fallen off that hard that quick. I just, I'm just not convinced on his ability to be a, a, a full-time starting quarterback. Hurts? Um, yeah. Or both. Um, look, he obviously didn't get the, <laughs> the best situation of it, – it, it's not even because he's a Philadelphia Eagle. I mean, just in the NFL in general. Um yeah. I mean, he had decent college stats, right? He, he was he was highly touted out of out of uh, out of uh, freaking out of Oklahoma. Um, there are a lot of people really excited about him, and hell, that's why they drafted him. And everybody was still confused as to why the hell he got drafted so high. So, um, I, I don't. I, last season was a fluke for him. He's got a lot to do to prove to me that he can be an NFL quarterback. Um, little tidbit here, Matt. I'm surprised you didn't see this the other day, but he actually. Yeah, I saw it on uh, Instagram. He deadlifted, or I think it was a deadlift, 600-plus pounds. Oh, I saw it. I just didn't know if you guys would have cared or not. I mean, I just figured <laughs> you would have talked about it for, like, ever, because that's what you do. But that's a lot of weight, man. Um, Strong kid. Like, I'll never be the So, the one the thing so with- my, Well, my question – I lead into this. My, my question to this is, if he's deadlifting 600-plus pounds, why, the, why is he a quarterback? <laughs> Let him go hit somebody, man. Well, you got to remember, though, dude, we're seeing this shift of, like, 
athletes playing quarterback. It's not just guys that have arm talent anymore. Um, so I, I, I kind of like that it's kind of changing like that because it's like I like to see more athletic guys. Um, yeah, you do. Able to do more. But my thing with the, with him being able to do that is, is that going to translate to being a good quarterback at the end of the day? And that's where Jalen Hurts is like a very big question mark for me because I respect the kid in terms of like who he is, what he does. Like I respect, like, like you just said, he's a gym rat. I fucking love it. Like I love any guy that's a gym rat. Um, but I also think that he just isn't quite polished. He, he didn't show enough polish in what he had in front of him at Oklahoma after being in Alabama to really show that he's going to be that NFL franchise quarterback. Now, we yeah, I mean, all- it comes down to passing and consistency and accuracy, anticipation, you know, like, those I mean, are all big question marks. He didn't pass for bad accuracy in terms of his last seasons, you know, the last one being in Alabama and then obviously the one in Oklahoma. But I just I just question his ability to stay in position for 17 games as a rookie. You know, like, uh, I mean, I just think that there's a lot riding against him in a way, to be honest. I, I feel for the kid on that because it's, Eagles, I mean, there's yeah, well, I mean, and they're uh, they're gonna have to give give him some help. You know, Miles Sanders in the backfield is gonna have to have a big year. The offensive line is gonna have to protect him. And I mean, my God, the somebody in the wide receiving core eventually is gonna have to step up and be a a playmaker, whether it's the rookie Devonte Smith or somebody else. I mean, it, the Eagles haven't had a good wide receiver since Terrell Owens. Nope. Uh, nope. Sean Jackson. I mean, nope. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Philly pigeonholed themselves for some reason. They still think that they can do it because of like the Deshaun Jackson, like having like that deep threat like that. And it's very clear because they try to get guys that can do that and they just can't. Like he was inconsistent in terms of like his reception. Don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed every moment of it because it was great. Wide open, Sean Jackson up and it's on the ground. Um, but they kind of like, I don't know, like, I guess they're still trying to get that flashback in terms of a deep threat. And I don't know that any of these guys can really do it. And they're, I think- they're banking extremely hard on Devonta Smith oh, and Jalen Rager being yep. able to do that. They're, yeah. they're, they're banking on being able to get home runs with them. And I think that what's actually going to end up happening, is they're going to, they're going to be that team that's going to have to rely on a lot of like gadget and type of like high movement in the backfield type plays and I just don't think in this division that that's actually going to end up working because you're going to have six games against teams that, as much as I like to talk trash about everybody else in the division, they're also not stupid. Like, this is a pretty – this division, anybody can say what they will, it's never easy playing in a division in terms of, like, your in-division games. It just it never is. So if you're going to have to start trying to pull a bunch of gadgets because the only way you're going to be able to create space – is to do that because I don't see them really being able to do it off the line. Like, Devonta Smith's good, but is he really going to be your number one? Does he really have number one talent? Which is what I argued on draft night that I didn't – I wasn't that hurt that Devonta Smith didn't go to us because I don't think he's going to be a number one receiver in this league. I just don't. He's talented. He's a – but no, like he's not. And they're going to rely on that, and he's going to get punched around. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll certainly see 
what what happens with his development. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're if you're an Eagles fan, you know, best case scenario is, I mean, maybe, I mean, to me, maybe eight wins. I, well, I don't see them being very good this year. I'll be honest. You've got another, you've got another stretch of a schedule that is going to be difficult. You know, they don't have to travel far, but it's still not playing at home. You know, week 12, it's at New York, at, at New York Giants. Week thirteen, it's at New York Jets. Then you got a bye week. Yeah, they got four straight. To, they got four straight in the division to end the season. Remember, you got the Giants game is the one right after Thanksgiving. That's always a very interesting weekend. You see some teams win that shouldn't. You get some teams that lose that shouldn't. Um, and then you know another kind of brutal schedule by the NFL in terms of division: home against Washington, home against Giants, at Washington, home against Dallas. Like. Five of their last six divisions. Five of their last six games with a bye week in it. So, I mean, it does help, but I think that also hurts. It kind of hurts their momentum, in my opinion. Like, you get to prepare two weeks for a division rival, which is going to hurt Washington in a way because they're going to be fighting, as we already talked about, probably for their division then. But that's just not an easy stretch. Again, like, the Jets may suck, but it doesn't matter. It's still at – it's – being in New York, it's the pressure of you know that weird game squeezed in in division games. Like, I personally don't see this team winning more than like six wins. Like, I really think they're going to be absolutely awful. You guys got them better than I do. I think <laughs> it's going to be like their ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I've got them at like maybe five. I just don't see it. I just I don't see maybe. enough. I mean, that would be a disastrous season. Five. Five wins I think them picking in the top ten. Easy. I think I think they'll be okay week one against the Falcons because they suck. Mm-hmm. Um, 49ers, it could go either way. Cowboys are going to kill them. Chiefs are going to kill them. Uh, Panthers, t- Panthers to me can go either way. Tampa, uh, uh, Bucks are going to kill them. Raiders surprisingly are going to kill them. Lions, I, I'm not really sure. Thursday night game too. Don't forget um, that. Chargers, I, that's laughable. Broncos, we we don't know. That's probably the only up in the air game. Uh, Saints, Saints are going to kill them. Oh, we're definitely going to kill them. We're going to kill them so bad. We're going to kill them twice. Um, I think this is the year. Giant, I mean, we'll. I'll make that. Please, please yeah. Don't just save it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll save it for you know, fifteen minutes from now. Um, but. I, I, I agree with Alec. I, I'm being a little nice just because, like, I don't know what San Francisco is going to be when they play them. You know, we really don't know what Detroit's going to be by week eight. Denver could be a complete shit show. And I think New Orleans is going to be a shit show. So there's some games that are very winnable in here. I just – some of them are still the toss-up. Like, we, you can't look at them and go, yeah, I think they're going to win. Like, I personally think this is going to be the worst team in the division. Um. Probably by a long shot. I think they're the one team that didn't really get better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's just it, a lot of there's a lot of question marks when you look at the roster. There's a lot of unproven or inconsistent. I mean, um, in terms of guys that are going to be relied upon. So, I mean, I, I, like I said, best case scenario, I think they're a below 500 football team. You know, eight eight wins at the absolute most. And that's if they beat Atlanta, Carolina, Las that's Vegas, good. Detroit, Denver, New York Jets. I mean, that that's like winning all the games that they've got, like a 50-50 or better shot. 
and then even pulling off an upset or two. It, it's possible. I just don't see it. Yeah. No. Of course. I. I I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you there. I think that the my my thinking is that they're they're going to struggle. They're going to realize that they don't really have the quarterback, and that they're going to be picking in the top ten. I think the biggest thing for them is this: I, they're going to be one of those teams that just there could be legit talent in Jalen Hurts. We don't know, but you're really not going to know because you just don't have an offense that's established enough to be able to throw a guy like that. Yeah, like they're. I mean, he. This is trial by fire. Like we've seen it work in Philly, but we've also failed miserably too. So, man, if I'm a no offense to any of our listeners that maybe, but if I'm a Philly fan, I'm just like, we just get the season over with so I can either get through my misery. I, I just, I think it's going to be a miserable performance. Not yeah, well, and you know that they're, they're going to be plenty vocal each and every week, depending on how, you know, the quarterback, I mean, the, you know, new head coach is not going into the best of situations. Let's just be honest about that. That's another little wrinkle, too. Yeah. Not a lot going for him right now. Yeah, so we'll see, you know. But um, we've uh, we've got the guys now uh, in the Lone Star State. We found out, to no surprise, that they're going to be on hard knock, featured on hard knocks. That's the Dallas Cowboys, and, you know, with Dak and- Prescott coming back from his gruesome injury. This team, uh, they had a um, – a pop Warner defense last year. They couldn't stop anybody. Um, will that be any different this year? I don't know. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, um, your expectations are always a little delusional, in my opinion. Um, little. But I, I think that this team will be um, better with Dak. There's no doubt about that um, in terms of their offense. But once again, if you can't stop anybody, uh, I mean, you're not going to score on offense every single time. This is not a video game. This is the NFL. So they've got to make some huge strides on the defensive side of the ball um, to even have a shot at being a consistently competitive team. And let's face it, they get they get thrown into the fire right away. Two road games. They go to Tampa, and they're going to get their asses waxed in that Thursday night opener of the season. And then they go out to L.A. to play against the Chargers, and that does not bode well for Dallas having to go out there um, and play Screw that. what will be the Chargers, basically, home opener in SoFi Stadium. So Have some confidence in your own team there, bud. Have be, You could be a little homer. You can talk shit. It's okay. You can tell. I'm just saying. It doesn't the bode well for the Cowboys going going out there. because He's, he's be talking a, football. He's not talking fandom here. Char, Chargers home opener. It doesn't bode well for the Cowboys, you know. And then, yeah, they get their home opener on Monday Night Football against the EAGLES um, team. But at that point, could they be 0-2 and – the national media scrutinizing him and saying, oh, you paid Dak all this money and he can't win football games. I mean, what is what is the expectation realistically for a Cowboy fan? You know, and where are this where are this team having a problem at? I mean, what's the, you mean what's what's the expectation of a realistic football fan or like 
So well, you already know the Cow- you already know Cowboys fans think that they should be winning this division, and with Dak, they should go to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's what I was, that's that's what I was getting at. You know, this team. <laughs> you know, that's what Cowboys year. fan thinks. What does what does non Cowboy NFL fan realist think? Well, I mean, you know, I, there's a potential that this team can be very good. I just don't see it because of that defense. Um, and yeah. look, That's all the credit, exactly right. all the credit to the world to the kid. And I, I respect him. I really do. Like legitimately, I really don't have much against him. You know, I, I'm pulling for Dak. Like I really genuinely am. Like I would like to see him come back and play well. Like it, he just, he deserves it. Like he's, he's worked his ass off. He's been kind of like laughed at as being an elite quarterback, even though he really isn't, but you know, he's been very good. Like you can't deny it. Like he is, a legit, you know, guy you can build your franchise around. It's just he's not the elite that everybody thinks he is or everybody wants to have. I I'm a hater on this. I, I truly think that um, hard knocks is their, their death note. I think that's going to hurt. I think it's going to over-scrutinize Dallas. It's going to give them an even bigger inflated ego because everybody's going to be talking about him even more than going into it. And, like, you're kind of going, you're going into a buzzsaw. As much as I think Philly is a joke, I mean, you're at Tampa to open up the season on a Thursday night, which is going to just be an embarrassment. I, I'm going to be the one to say it for it. Like, I think the Chargers are going to absolutely just pace the hell out of them. And, it, you know, it's not a game again away. Your home opener is a Monday night against Philly. Those games are always grueling and tough no matter what it's a buzzsaw and that's the team coming off of hard knocks and i just i don't see that working well for them i think it's gonna hurt them i really truly do you're gonna see a lot of flaw in this team and then it's gonna expose them a little bit because their defense is not good like it's really not good besides their linebacking core well, and I mean, and those guys got to stay healthy, so. And they're the yeah. I was just saying, they're it's like the kings of like, hey, we get hurt at linebacker. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's a lot of questions. Obviously, all the focus is going to be on Dak and his yep. comeback and how consistent and explosive the offense can be with him. But let's face it: at the end of the day, if teams are you know putting up 400 yards and 30 points against Dallas, this is not going to be a uh, a playoff football team. I mean, sure, the ceiling for them is that the offense is high-powered and the defense is, you know, middle of the pack that allows you to win, and they are a double-digit football team. But you could also go in the opposite direction, and they could just be a team that, you know, puts up a ton of points, but they can't stop anybody. And, you know, they're, once again, you know, Drafting, drafting, uh, you know, potentially in the top 10 because they, you know, fall flat on their face or they choke away games. And it's a national story that <laughs> you pay all this money to your guy playing QB and you got nothing to show for it. Yeah, it's. Uh, okay, I haven't said much on them just because they, I think. I think for this division, they're the wild card this year. 
Yeah. Um, and not in a negative light. I, I don't think they're going to have a very bad season by any means at all. Um, I actually, I, I scored them pretty high, although they have an early fucking bye week in week seven. Yes. Um, the key to this team is being able to keep Dak healthy. Oh, and, yeah. And the reason I say that is because the, we saw it last year. The, the relationship and, and, and the productivity of that offense when Dak is healthy and Zeke can get the ball out and they've got Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, uh, Blake Jarwin and Tony Bollard, who when Zeke was out, proved that he could be a freaking good running back. Um, they have a ridiculous, like an asinine amount of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, that they should be scoring 30 plus points a game. And they weren't able to do that because Dak, as much as I don't think he's that good of a quarterback is the X factor for that team. I mean, he held, he proved it. He, he held that team together. So if they can find a way to keep him upright and keep his ankles secure, they'll, they'll be the team to win the division. Um, and if they can't, and he just keeps getting hit and his nerves keep getting wrecked, then I mean, they're not going to be the worst team in the division, but they're not going to win it. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, for me, they're the X factor. I mean, they're in terms of the NFL, they are the biggest wild card for me just because of that one component. But uh, here we go. Third time on on friggin uh, third time on. Oh, I forget the damn name of the show now. Um, hard Knocks. Yeah. Hard Knocks. Third time. All eyes on them because the NFL knows it's going to sell. So the opening. I mean, spring, they got they got Hall of Fame game. They got four preseason games. Four, four preseason games. One of them is the Hall of Fame game, which we know is not much, but it means something to the players because it allows them to get on the field and actually run some of those routes for real. Um, they've yeah. got opening night against the the, the, the the reigning NFL champions. I mean, friggin' the Super Bowl champions. So um, all eyes are definitely on the Dallas Cowboys. And I, and I think um, because they've flown under the spotlight for so long that that could screw them up. Well, that's yeah, that's okay. So that's what I was alluding to. Like, put them. It's gonna put them on blast. It's gonna put. I think you're gonna see like, it's gonna be so focused on Dak that it's gonna seem like the defense not good. I don't care, Dallas fans. It's not a good. And at the end of the day, if Dak is having this like mercy throw around to try to catch up points. I just don't see it. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm pulling for the guy. I really, I, I, I really truly am. I want to come back and play well. Like he deserves it, but I'm coming back from a major injury. That's going to be, that's a tough mindset to be able to go and then have to chuck the ball all around. Cause you're going to probably be down. Cause you're going to, just going to give up points. Cause you're dealing with like, in my opinion, you're kind of dealing with like, yeah, for start. like we, but you know, it's still not going to be an easy game because it's a Monday night game after playing two away games. One of which, is a you know major primetime game, you know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on them. When has Dallas ever done really well when all the pressure is on? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. The the pressure will certainly be on Dax now that he got paid. I mean, Lord knows that once you once you go to the bank like he did, you know, the expectation is well, you got to win Super Bowls now. So I think that's going to be. That's that going to be the storyline. That was the expectation year, of that the... team last year. The expectation was Super Bowl. 
Oh, we heard all about it. Yeah, that was the oh, expectation. The last two years was they need to get there. So, I mean, I get that he's coming back from injury, but all eyes are on you guys. You got you got some of the most primetime games. You got the opening, the best opening freaking game of the season. So, look, all eyes are on you. You either freaking put up or shut up. I'm tired of hearing about 25 years ago. Put up or shut up. Well, that's so it's really funny. I'm going to throw myself under the bus here for a moment, which I, I feel like is going to be a little bit rare. There's a lot of similarities between being a Dallas Cowboys fan and a Miami Hurricanes fan. Like, <laughs> it get passed 20 years ago. It's time to fucking move on. Guess what, Dallas? You've got two playoff wins in, like, 26. Get a fucking grip. You're not good. You crumble under pressure as a franchise. You've done it time and time again. And I think this season will be no different. I think they're going to be limping after the bye week because it's over the first two weeks. That's going to screw it up more. But I don't see them. You, you, Alex, you graded them pretty high. I could see the wheels falling off on this one if that they help. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. They, they are the wild card team. I mean, they, they either yeah. keep him healthy and score, and and they don't mount under pressure, or it's falling apart. Like falling apart so bad that I don't even think Jerry Jones keeps Mike McCarthy bad. If the wheels fall off, it could get that. I really do see it being a bad. I mean, there here here's again the NFL just loves to hate the NFC East, and we've known it for years. They just do. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased. I'm not, but whatever. Here you go again. The last four of their five games, division. You know, I mean, at least they're not playing the same two, the way like freaking Washington is back right. back weeks. But I mean, at Washington, at Giants. Home against Washington. You got the Cardinals game thrown in there for some weird reason. And then you're back to Philly. And don't mind you, you got a Sunday night game. Now, that could get flexed. We know how that happens. But all intents and purposes, you got Dallas-Washington Sunday night, week 16. Like, oh, I don't think they're going to – I think at best they'll be a 10-11 win team. Actually, I think this is going to be, again, a very tight race division. And nobody's going to really blow too crazy. Yeah. Well, and I think that's just because that, you know, at least from coming off last year, no team has really separated themselves in terms of what they've done to address any deficiencies. And, you know, as we look at this tight knit division, the last, the last member of it is the New York football giants who you know, roller coaster of a year last year, you know, fought their way to be, um, you know, in the thick of it all the way until the last game of the season when they did their job and then Philly rolled over, um, you know, in week 17 and kind of screwed them out of winning uh, the division. But, you know, the Giants are going to be putting up a fight with Washington, with Dallas, you know. So when it comes to, the Giants, I mean, you guys are going to know and have an opinion on this, but the expectation has got to be it's go time for Danny Dimes and this team to be a playoff team, no? Has to be. Yeah, I mean, the dividing the factor of this team and their fan base is going to be exactly that. It's And the team, I mean, the team as a whole, like, it's going to probably ride or die on – Danny Dimes arm this year and I mean people can say what they will I'm in the camp that I think the kid will do it 
because um, I think he's got the right coaching staff around him. I think that's highly underrated and people don't give enough credit to it. Um, you know, but yeah, it, it, Danny Dimes, ride or die a year. I mean, this is either to put up or shut up. Like, you know, should he get off the pot? Are you actually agreeing with me? <laughs> I mean, I've always said that this is going to be a make or break year. I have just said that I think he's going to succeed. I just don't, I don't think he's as bad as people say he is. I think he's hell got, hath done froze over. Oh, shut up! I think he's I think he's got more than enough talent to be the guy. And I think you, I, I think for a lot of Giants fans that don't like him, you're going to see his face a lot more. But again, it is a make or break year for him. Like I will be the first one to admit, as much as I love Danny Dimes and I want him to be the franchise guy, if it's week ten and he sucks, I'm like, hey, you know what? Let him ride out his uh death sentence and get him the hell out of here and find another quarterback. Cause like, we just don't, you can't keep wasting the talent of guys like, you know, Leonard Williams is getting a little older on defense. Like he's not old, but you, you know, you're not talking about a guy who's a second year guy, you know, um, you know, Barkley, he's coming back. He's going to probably have a comeback tour, but you can't keep that talent. You got, um, you know, Galladay is not young. You're gonna. You're trying to take advantage of a lightning and bottle with him, in a way, in my opinion. You know, like there's guys on this team that it's like you either got to put it together now, or you're gonna have to break down some parts of it and restart. And it's the quarterback position. As much as it's weird for me to say that, this is he's on he's on the hot seat. And if he if he's not, then they're doing a disservice to their own franchise, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. You guys know how the offense has gone, how the off season's gone with the Giants in terms of what they've brought in to help Daniel Jones. Um, you know, the defense was a a top five defense last year. They're going to need that to continue on. I think they have the right players on defense for that. Um, like I said, it, it all comes down to uh, Daniel Jones taking advantage of his supporting cast. I think Barkley can. He could, you know, he could certainly be a, a part of that and get on his own little comeback revenge tour and and be the player that he was when he entered the league. The Giants are going to need that kind of a home run playmaker. Um, but it, it is going to be you're going to need the Jones that, you know, run that can run, can throw accurately, can make proper decisions. But more importantly, he needs to be able to hold on to the damn football and not. uh squander away any kind of you know drive that looks promising with some kind of a turnover that's deflating gives the opponent you know some extra momentum or gets them back in the game like those are the kind of things that really need to be improved upon here now with Jones going into year three because like I said there's no there's no excuses now it's ride or, it's ride or die and you know Giants fans are going to know by the time this season's done whether they got their QB or not. I agree. Um, you know, I, it's only two seasons, so it's, like, impossible to make this act like mathematical. But in, if he can the one-year trend he had, if he has seven less fumbles, he's only at four. And that's very manageable. It's not great, still, but it's manageable. Um, the, the fumbles is definitely going to be the big thing, and I don't know that it's necessarily a problem that he just doesn't know how to hold on to the football. I think it's got a lot more to do with the fact that, you know, his first year he's just a little bit in over his head, which I'll admit, yeah, he probably was. 
even though I liked them. Sure. Year two, I think you're just talking about a, a team that people just were absolutely teeing off on the offensive line, knowing that they had zero run game. And I think that zero run game and a young O line. It's a, it's a, I think that's an effect that gets kind of like lost in the translation of like what happened last year. And I know 11 fumbles is not great, but the fact that it's as sad as this is seven less than his rookie year with the fact that they had no running game, I think it shows that he's at least self aware enough that he's found ways to improve. You know, does he have, does he fix it completely? I don't know. Um, but he's got a cast around him that I think helps him better than he did last year. And I'm going to be able to say it. I think Galladay is going to be a bigger addition than some people think. Like, I think that will be. He's got to be a pro bowl type of wide receiver. For I think them, he will. I think. Got a good, I think he's got the right coaching staff to do it. I think he's going to fit in with the team. Because at the end of the day, this is now, you know, the Belichick 2.0 type coaching mentality because of, you know, Judge. And it's, you know, guys play hard. Like, they played hard for him last year, whether people, you know, realize it or not. A team that really should have been left for dead when Barkley went down. Like, I mean, they still somehow fought back to at least put together some wins. I mean, that says something. So, you know, you throw a guy like Galladay in that mix, who he's a pretty tough receiver when all is said and done. He played for in Detroit. Like, yeah, let's give some credit. Or credits do, um, you know, this is a guy that he, Danny Dimes can literally just kind of throw that ball up in a way. Um, and that's going to help him. You know, Eli had that because he had a lot of receivers that he could do that with. Now he didn't always have a superstar number one, but he had guys he knew he could trust. That he could just throw the ball up to. And I think that's what Galladay is going to be for Jones. You know, Rudolph has been quoted as saying he feels like he's back and rejuvenated in the best shape of his life and coming back with a whole new, renewed sense of football or whatever he's been quoted at, you know, coming to the team, you know, Ingram for whatever reason is like the most like guy on the team, even though he does coughed away so many freaking clutch games. Um, hey, that's a pro bowl tight end. You better shut right? your mouth. <laughs> that is a pro bowl tight end. As soon so as I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Um, what's the, what's the ceiling and what's the floor? Like if they, if these, if this team clicks, you know, where what are we looking at? I mean, I think team clicks. I think you could be looking at an eleven win team easily. Yeah, well, I was gonna say ten um, if they click. It, if if they don't, they'll be battling for the basement with Philly. Oh, I don't think they're gonna be that bad. No. Listen, if they don't click, we're another five years setback at the quarterback oh, position and everyone around us. See, you hit the panic button. Like, dude, I understand. That's not a panic button. That's a fact. Yeah, okay, look, I understand the quarterback position is so important, and it is. But, dude, just because if Dimes isn't the quarterback, it does not put them back five years. I'm sorry. It does. So much other talent on his team that they can probably go out and find another guy and pop him right in. Like, the thing that I think is going to be the biggest factor to the Giants this year is within a division, just based on where they fall throughout season they have the most favorable schedule in my opinion it's not yeah, a- i mean they, we- they can manage it i know what i know that uh we're not fans of you know the thursday night game week nope. two right away no nope. like the at miami and then at la like that's really shitty you know I'm fine with at, it 
after having a Monday night game week 11 um, in Tampa, they got the Monday night game in Kansas City. Like, there's there are very tough games in the schedule, and I don't think it's easy. But let's be realistic. What's going to be the biggest thing? What's going to be the biggest thing in the NFC East? The last part of the season. The last part of the season beating up on each other. Now, we do have... No, no, dude, the Giants got the easiest last part. They got three division games in the last six weeks. That's That's my point. Like, while there is some tough spots in this schedule, when you compare it to the division, it sets up favorably for them in terms of gaining ground in a division while the rest of the other three dumpster fires are beating up on each other. They have three games in the last five. Don't get me wrong. It's not like they don't have any division games, but they only have one apiece. I think that plays very well to them. The Giants have proven that they can play clutch at the end of the year. They've done it multiple times. And if that's what they're going to need, I think they've got the schedule that can do it. Um, It's not easy, but I think that's going to pay attention. Like, I think that's going to be a thing for people to pay attention to as that season, the season goes on Giants' schedule and how it falls against the rest of the division. Like, it's more favorable. You don't have that cluster of division games the same way. You're not playing your same opponent, you know, three, four times, or, you know, the two times within three, four weeks. Listen, there's a reason that they're calling this the make or break season for the quarterback, okay? I mean, this is a schedule that is tough, but it's a schedule that's winnable. If it's clicking, this is a team that could win the division, I think, kind of with ease by like maybe a two game lead at the end of the season. I mean, it won't be easy, but I think it sets up well for them. I think the schedule isn't it's there's parts of it that are favorable compared to the other teams in division. And that's how this division always works. Like whose schedule plays well for them against the other teams, because we know how this division games are like it's, you know, crapshoot. Like, Everybody just hates each other and just beats the absolute crap out of each other. Like, yeah, well, I don't, I don't expect that to be much different. Um, you know, I, I think that, like I said, my my opinion is that the it's time for the Giants to seize the the opportunity because yes, the Washington may be trending positively, Dallas, who knows? But with Dak, you would imagine that that's a positive trend. Philly seems to be going in the the opposite direction right now. I mean, this is a this is a division that somebody has to step up and like take control of to say like we're going to go on a little bit of a run here. I know historically nobody wins this division back to back years, but no. I think right now it's it's shaping up to where you know it's got to be Jones's time to either you know, solidify himself or otherwise, like Alex has said, they're back to the drawing board and it's a setback when you got to bring in another quarterback and get him, you know, up to speed. So, I mean, this is a huge year in figuring out, you know, what the next five years could be. I mean, maybe I'm just like, you're just an optimist, but it is It's a statistical fact, dude. It's a five year setback and it's not just because of the quarterback position. It's because the, the talent you have around the quarterback at the time who didn't succeed in their first three of their five years is now dwindled out and they're either gone or they're broken. You have to have them all at the top notch in order to do it. I mean, don't get – I mean, okay. The one thing 
thing I think that the Giants can do differently than a lot of the league. Not fumble the ball? They have a tendency to do it. (laughs) You're you're right on that. Four points. They've done it before. They've had a tendency to do it. They're the franchise, and I've called it out, and we're not going to go down this whole path again. It went nowhere, but they're a team historically at the top of the mountain and in the valley within a decade. They're just that weird franchise. It just it happens. You just I, compared us to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think you're – well, who did that? Because if they did, they're an idiot and they shouldn't have a job. Three years ago they did it when they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Eh, no. Get out of I mean, <laughs> look, going against what you said, they're at the bottom of the valley now. Yeah, but no, no, no. They have actually had, like, no. There's consistency to it. Philly has not had that consistency. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think you've just got – I think you got a team that's just going to play hard, and I, that's going to mean a lot this season with the extra game. I know it's only one extra game, but I think it's something you said. Be important. I think their bye week falls at a good time. I think their schedule, while tough, does play to their favor in terms of against the division. I think there's a lot of things ticking in the, like, you know, hey, this is a positive – into going into the season. I mean, we all know that the line is going to be a big question mark. I think it's going to be more successful than people give it credit for. Um, I think you got some true talent on that line that's going to come together. I, I'm optimistic because I've kind of just become that kind of fan, but I just genuinely think there's enough talent on this team that they are going to be a good football team and people are going to have to take notice. You know, you can laugh at the Giants all you want, and you have been for the past, what, nine years? Seven years, whatever it's been, you know. I think that's, that's, I, that's, go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, finish. I just think this is the year that they kind of tell people to, you know, basically uh, take their finger and shove it up their ass. Like at the end of the day, like I think this is going to be the year that they like shut people up. They've done it before, and there's there's slight shades of 07, in my opinion. It's so not- you're, you're okay with the Giants being a good football team? Well, they were a good football team until they made a good run in 07. Were, were you, would you say that they were an outstanding team in 07? No. They, are never- they had an outstanding defense. Okay, well, guess what? I think their defense is shaping up to be an outstanding defense. So, you know. Um, and they, they're going to probably need that because, let's face it, they have a lot to prove in terms of being an offensive juggernaut. They went out and addressed the defense. I'm not going to say anything about it. The only thing they didn't address is the friggin' edge rush position. That's that's still a big ass question mark for me. It is, but you also added Ojolari. Who... I, I mean, I get it. That's what I'm saying. They they addressed the defense except that one position, and and that you, we are, we already went over. We went over when we went on the post draft. We were pissed off about that. So they just didn't do it the splash you know fancy way that hard nosed Giants fans want. It didn't have to be a splash signing. Oh my God. It, it didn't have to. That's the thing, Matt. It didn't have to be a freaking splash signing. Matter. Did their defense get worse in the offseason? No. It, that's what exactly. I'm saying. They addressed it, but they didn't address the one position of need that they needed to. Instead, instead, what did they do? What did they freaking do? And I let it go when you said it earlier because you said, oh, you know, we got Kenny Galladay is a little old, but, you know, I think people are expecting to have a good season. No shit, Sherlock. He better have a damn good season because he got a freaking huge-ass contract. You know what? Everybody's expecting to have a good freaking season. Kadarius fucking Tony, a special teams player, drafted in the first round. That's where the mistake was. 
I mean, look, at the end of the day, That's a fact, bro. I'm going to say, okay. And, and, well, and, and, and just for the record here, the reviews at a camp and all summer, he's terrible. I, I, I he know. might not even make the final freaking roster. And the only reason he will is because he has a round one tender. I know. He's, he's, he has not been. He's the biggest miss in the freaking NFL draft in like the last five years. It is. It, it, it very well could be one of the worst first round picks the Giants have had in quite some time. I'm not going to. I'm not going to admit it. It can't happen. It was terrible. But here's the one thing I'm going to say. At the end of the day, when you look at the X's and O's and you look at the paper, did the Giants actually get worse because they drafted Kadarius Tony? Offensive. They, didn't get, they didn't get worse, but if he if he pans out to be a bust, then it's just a huge it's a huge waste. It's a huge it's, miss because you had a you had top talent freaking edge rushers available. But here's the one thing and I'm going to trade it back for him. Dude, I've said it year and year again. I've said it time and time again. I it, it, it's a broken record. The draft is always a crapshoot. I don't care what anybody says. You are always going to miss people. You're always going to have an opportunity to have somebody, and you didn't. It always happens. It's always the same. Okay. I think a lot of people got to get out of that mentality of we should have done this in a draft because we missed on that guy. Well, so did you know thirty-two other teams in theory, or thirty-one other teams in theory. Like it's always a better option that you could have had. Very rarely are there picks that are like, yep, you know what? That's an absolute home run. I mean, it just it doesn't happen. My point on that, though, is like at the end of the day, this team did not get worse in the offseason and they did not squander and have an awful draft either. Because I'm sorry, Aziz Ojolari should have been a first round pick and he wasn't. And they got him. Yeah, that was that was an exceptional job well, there. Yeah. He's, he's a great steal. I'll, I'll give him that. They they redeemed themselves with a shit first round pick by getting Ojolari in the second well, round. It was a shit pick, and I will actually admit that it was not a good pick. As much as I want to just be a positive optimist on it, like it's a it, it is a bad pick. It could work out. It's a it, it's a very odd pick if it does work out. Like it's you know rolling the dice real hard, but like at the end of the day, they took advantage of what other opportunity they had in the draft and got Ojolari. Added to the defense that was already, you know, top five, getting to an elite level almost. And guess what? Championships win football. That's what happened in 07. Am I saying they're going to do that because Did of like some championships no. win football? Or defense win championships. Sorry. You know what's what wrong with you? I <laughs> haven't even, I'm not even that drunk. Oh, shut up. Um, at, at the end of the day, I'm going to say it. I will say all offseason until the season starts. Did they get worse in the offseason? No, they got better. You, you, the, the Giants are one of the few teams in this division that actually got better because everybody else either went down or stayed about the same. This is the only team that actually made moves that made them genuinely better, and that's why they'll win the division. And it's not just being a homer. It's just reading the papers that have happened. It's reading what's taken place in the offseason. If the Giants can score points, I'll say they got better. Dude, let's let's be realistic. On paper, no, no. On paper, we made some good movements. Okay, on I'll give them to them. Yeah. On paper, we made some solid ass moves. But if they can't start scoring points, we didn't improve. I agree. But the good thing is, yeah. is, is it's going to be a measuring stick. They got to score more than seventeen a game on average. Thank you for bringing up the seventeen points because that's going to be my point. The measuring stick is so fucking low that if they can, you know, manage to score 21-22, guess what? 
you technically improved. No, 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 no. Listen, you got to be averaging 27 points a game to be a good football team. Okay, that's four scores. I never. You got to average four. one touchdown. One touchdown a quarter. That's the average. Dude, that's not the average. 27 points a game is the average scored again. Come on. No, that that that's a top dude, that's five a, offense in the league. Easily. Dude, you're got I said what I score, said. But the vast majority of the team league is still not scoring video games like it seems. If you can score 23 points, 24, that's not that big of an ask of an improvement at the end of the day. That's scoring one extra touchdown a game, which isn't unrealistic with this team. That puts you right into the hunt of being a efficient enough offense to get you wins when you need it while you have an elite defense that's going to keep you in games. So that's, that's settling. That's settling, Matt. That's, that's settling that's, for a good team. We not, want a great team, not a good team. Not everybody's going to be – okay, but not everybody's going to be Kansas City. Not everybody's going to be able to manage somehow having – or even Tampa, managing to have such an elite offense at the end of the year and an elite defense. It just doesn't always happen that way. So you can't – while that is the best in the league, you can't always use that as a good, like, measuring stick of what you because it's not going to last for that long either. It never does. Teams that have both don't last very long. It just doesn't happen because it wears it, it just it wears through. Because guess what? You can't keep all those guys. It gets expensive to keep talent like that, and that's exactly what all these teams that have been putting up video game numbers on offense but having solid defense at the back end or even elite defense are going to be dealing with and that's exactly where a team that is you you make smart roster moves you don't only have just absolute elite talent at every you know you don't try to have one in each you have complementary talent that's what wins that's what's going to mark my words i'm telling you giants set themselves up to be better than people give them credit for but all i all i know all i know for a fact, 100%. Is it the same guy calling calls or calling plays last year, still calling plays by week six of this year? We are screwed. <laughs> Jason Garrett cannot call a touchdown play to save his friggin' life. Well, they're going to have to get into the end zone on offense this year because the fact of the matter is they they didn't produce enough offensive touchdowns last year. So, I mean – that's well, the Giants, are the, the Giants are the third best team in the division right now because they can't score points. Well, and they're going to have to change that narrative. I mean, they've got the they brought in the playmakers, getting Barkley back. Like these guys have to step up. That's just the bottom. That's the bottom line brass tacks of it is that they've got they've got the the players on both yeah, sides. There's of no the excuse ball. now. Yeah, there's not an excuse, and and you know, Giants fans should view should view it that way you know like this team this team doesn't have any excuse not to compete in the division not to be playing for one of the seven playoff spots I mean shit they had a uh, I mean I don't want to say terrible but it wasn't a good year last year and they were in it to the last week of the season so till the till Phillies till Philly threw it I mean that's kind of my point though that's why I was kind of like going in the direction I was is out of this division it's Really, in my opinion, the only team that actually got better. Now, yeah, I give some credit to Philly with picking or um, Washington for picking up Fitzmagic, and I do think it makes them better. But I don't know if that one move 
is enough. And I mean, I know that I just think at the end of the day, the Giants had enough to improve the division and it's going to win them the division. I mean, and if they don't, then you know what? I agree with you. It's going to be Jones's head and he's gone. Like you just, you can't keep doing it anymore. Like that's the harsh reality. It's put up or shut up here. Everything is setting up for them to be able to win this division and it's got to do it. Yeah. Now, yeah, the, other well, thing is, the other thing to keep an eye on is Barkley. You know, that's going to be, I think, something that some Giants fans are going to have to probably swallow. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow. You may not see Barkley week one. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no way that they're going to rush him back. And, they and just because they don't doesn't mean they're going to. But if he's ready, he should play. Well, oh, 100%. But – You've got to make sure that he's ready to go with no hesitation. And if you know what, if it takes to week two, week three, just roll with it. I mean, yeah, it's not great. And you don't want to start off on a bad foot in the season, but you've got to make sure that Barkley is a hundred percent in order to get this offense clicking. Yep. So what, uh, what are we thinking boys for, uh, Offensive and defensive players of the year in this division. Oof. <laughs> this is like I'm just going to say it. I th- I'm going to – this is going to well, – I'll, say, go it. Ahead, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say it before both of you. If he can stay healthy – That's can, awesome. If he can stay healthy, all right? Yeah. The Quan Barkley will be the offensive player of the year for this division. Yeah. If he can stay healthy. Yeah. It or well, here the only thing that's going to hurt him is he may not play all seventeen games. The only thing that's going to hurt him is Dak Prescott because okay? there's nobody else on the oh, offense yeah. and any team in our division that's going to it's going to rival what he does. Maybe Zeke, but again, Zeke's competing on his own damn team. Yeah, no. yeah, and I, I, it'll come down to Barkley or Dak. Defensive though, I mean, I'm sorry, it's got to go to Chase Young. Pro- most likely, and that would probably seem to be the most setup, but I'm. Gonna be a little of a homer, and Blake I, Martinez. I, I could see Blake Martinez getting big numbers, or the real wild card. Give me them rookie numbers by Ojolari. No, I won't see it. Oziz Ojolari, while talented, is not near as talented as Chase Young. He's not going to step <laughs> up that way. But just because you're uber talented, look at the situation. I mean, it's against, not just talent, though, bro. He's a leader. Now, that man has a mind for football. It's completely different. Oh, Washington is a damn good defense, and I will never deny that. And I like Chase Young. I've got zero issue with that kid. Like, he's yeah. an incredible player, and I love watching him play, even though he's playing for Washington. There's a lot. Setup, but, yeah, but, I, I'll say but, probably Chase Young is the, the – for, uh, for, the, for the division, yeah, Chase Young. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Chase Young and Saquon Barkley. I, I mean <laughs> – if you're talking about just pure best talented guys, guys who can just completely take over games, that that's it. So, I mean, I, I, there's not much more to say to that. I mean, I think that if Barkley comes back on a revenge tour, he could be a 2,000-yard from scrimmage back. Chase Young could easily be a 20-sack uh, defensive end. Good God, that would scare the shit out of me because, like, nine oh, of them yeah. are coming I mean, I, on Daniel Jones. I'm not, hoping, I'm not hoping for that unless he gets, you know, like, nine of his 20 sacks against Dallas. But, you know, we'll see. So, uh, listen, we we know because we, we live it. This is going to be one of those divisions that 
It it's every week. It's a battle. Every week's going to be a new storyline. This probably won't get decided until week, you know, eighteen, and we'll see where the chips uh, where the chips may lie. You know? Yeah, but so, but even then, dude, this this division could end up having three teams make the friggin' playoffs. It's very possible. I I I will have to weirdly enough agree with you for once on that. Like, like that's it blows my mind because there's just enough talent on three teams. Screw the screw the Eagles. There's just enough talent on three of our teams that they could have a. Again, we're on make or break seasons. Dak Prescott's well, got to prove it. Washington's defense got to get him over the edge. Daniel Jones is in a prove it season. So they got three teams that could could potentially make the playoffs. And we know for a fact that with the Giants, it's not coaching anymore. So yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be good. I mean, we've got training camps getting ready to start pretty soon, so we'll have a training camp primer episode coming up, you know, uh college football practices are starting up soon, so we'll we'll get into uh going around the Power 5 conferences and what we think the outlook of the college football landscape could be. So, um, you know, as we wrap up our division dive and year year two of the show hopefully everybody uh enjoyed each and every uh division as we went through it obviously we'll be getting into a lot more once training camps evolve and news happens about you know what players are progressing what you know roster moves as they as the roster starts to get finalized all that stuff um because let's face it we're we're about 50 days away from the nfl football season and i mean lord knows that that time is gonna fly it needs to fly. It needs to fly really fast. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you, September's going to be right here, right around the fucking corner. It's going to be great. That is that is absolutely true. So for myself and, and Matt and Alex, uh, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>